You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now, your host, Trey Harris. <laughs> I can't believe you're so popular acting like this. Hello? Oh, what? I don't know. I'll have to look. Mr. Ryan, are you in here? He's Where uh, are you? Mr. Ryan's not in right now. My Christmas present to you. Thank you. No, you didn't see it right Thank you. <laughs> now we're both on the pill. Yep, Autumn did that to me once. Not really, thank God. But welcome back, everybody. It's been a long time. Welcome back to 80s Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. With me now, as always, my lovely wife. I'm Autumn. And as always, as well, our producer, Jesse Sedgley. Yes, I am. Sorry for the long delay in episodes, guys, but me and Autumn have recently moved from Denham Springs to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We just had to be closer to Jesse, but we're finally moved. <laughs> So that's behind us, and now we're back in the saddle again, as I was always say, I would always say when Daniel was here, and all that. So yeah, yeah. And as we promised a couple weeks, well, many moons ago, uh-huh. that we were going to let Autumn do some of the movies she wanted. So that's what the next two episodes are all about. So if these episodes suck, it's all my wife's fault because she picked two <laughs> movies that we just couldn't talk about. Well, maybe we can. We don't know. We're about to do it. The movies were good. Yeah, we'll talk about that too. <laughs> but the first movie, and if you uh, didn't know already, Sixteen Candles, released on May the Fourth, Star Wars Day, nineteen eighty four. Mm. IMDb seven point two, Rotten Tomatoes eighty six percent critics and eighty six percent audience. May fourth, exactly eighty four is my the day my parents were married. Hmm. Ah. That's funny. It is funny. Were you alive <laughs> on May f- at that time? <laughs> um, technically, yes. Ah, oh, because you're a bastard. I'm not a bastard. <laughs> Jon Snow's a bastard. No. Okay, yeah. look. There's some, There's some cool bastards. bastards. If you're- <laughs> also, Ramsey Bolton's a bastard, too. Yeah. So, uh. If your parents weren't married when you were born, you're a bastard. My parents got married five months before I was born, therefore, not a bastard. Life begins at conception. You were a bastard. Doesn't There's nothing count. wrong with being a bastard. Doesn't count. Yeah, a lot of people are bastards. Who oh, cares? Oh, my God. I'm not a bastard. <laughs> Let us know popular bastard. You know nothing, Autumn Snow. Revisit at gmail.com. Regardless of Autumn's bastardization or not, yes. we're talking about oh, 16 you know candles. What? what, babe? My maiden last name kind of does sound like one of those bastards. Yeah, a bastard name's Day. Yeah. Autumn Day. It's just like... Day sounds like a bastard <laughs> In the South, a Lannister bastard right. would be a Day, day. instead like, of a Northerner Snow. Man... <laughs> Autumn There's nothing wrong. Harris. As long as you favor Jon Snow and not Ramsey Bolton, you're fine. I think I'm more Although, of a Ramsey. Exactly. That's what I was gonna. I wasn't gonna say it, but you did. So it's true. It's true. But anyway, 16 candles. Budget 6.5 million. No info on the opening weekend. However, domestically, domestically, it grossed 23.6. No info on worldwide or rentals either. But we know it was a success because. It was John it's, Hughes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking of him, he directed and wrote this film. Uh, Directing-wise, his credits also include, of course, The Breakfast Club, one of the first films we ever did on the podcast back in the day with Daniel. Also another veteran of the podcast, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, who, wasn't it Ferris? I got his head crushed by Nancy from 
Nightmare on Elm Street on our character battle, I believe. Oh, it was. Or was that Pee Wee? <laughs> yeah. No, Pee Wee crushed somebody. somebody. Somebody got their head crushed with a rock. No flipping idea. I didn't listen to any of those. Episodes. I know, but now you're on the podcast <laughs> and you have fan mail that we're going to read later and no, all this, and you never no. even listen to the classics. It's, it's like somebody, you know, being in the new Star Wars and hadn't seen the original. That can't happen, can yeah, it? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Daniel never saw Star Wars till we made him watch it. Yeah, but uh, he wasn't in one. Same. It's a, it's a similar thing. He's in one. I wish I was. No, oh, <laughs> no. But anyway, uh, he also directed Plane Trains and Automobiles. <laughs> Automobiles, one of the few Thanksgiving movies out there. Uh, and also Uncle Buck, directing wise. Writing wise, National Lampoon's Vacation, European Vacation, and Christmas Vacation. Also Home Alone. Also Beethoven, one through five. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, all of them? He's responsible for all of them? Uh, the later ones, it might just be story credit. Characters. Characters, mm. yeah. Because I know on like the new national, the new vacation movie, as they're calling it, right. he has character credit. Mm. Or the characters. Yeah. And he also wrote Mr. Mom, the Michael Keaton classic that we always said we were going to do when Daniel was on the podcast. We never did and still haven't. Uh, yeah. So never maybe. Seen it. And he's maybe had one two day. children. Yeah, now. So <laughs> Mr. Mom 2. Anyway, starring 80s icon Molly Ringwald. Uh, Samantha, of course, alumni of the podcast with The Breakfast Club. And also next week's movie, also chosen by Autumn. Remember, if you don't like these episodes, you know who to blame. Pretty in Pink, but also the television da- adaptation of The Stand. She was in that. What she, Mean mm. Girls too? Like the first Mean Girls, not the second one. Wasn't she in something recently like that? A teen movie? Molly Ringwald? Yeah. Uh, I know she's Secret Life of a Teenager. Yeah, she's been she's in that's that what I'm television thinking thing. thing. I knew she was on something. She's in the new Gem and the Hologram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, well, I know. Let's okay. Quick aside, we got, I know we're gonna have to add time <laughs> to this episode. Yeah, sure. Jesse, have you seen the trailer? Yes, I have. Autumn, have you seen the trailer? No. For those of you who've seen the trailer, what a piece of yeah, what shit! Happened? It's like the Justin Bieber story, <laughs> but yeah. with Jim and the holograms. It's at, that is the worst idea for an adaptation <laughs> I've ever seen. Did I tell yeah. you about it? There's or? no holograms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, There's no... What was her opponent? Uh, what was it? The Misfits were her enemies in the mm-hmm. cartoon? It's been so long. Something like that. But there's nothing nothing about like her. It's all about her being... Writing personal music star. that's good to her. Yeah. And then the record company wants to change it and she can't be who she is. <laughs> she Kesha doesn't want to be Jim. It's the Kesha story. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Well, there you go. Even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Even worse than Justin Bieber. Yeah, when she puts on the makeup, she is Kesha. It's... it's <laughs> They should have made it like uh, that Michael Sarah movie a while back. What Edgar Wright? Um, why can't I think of this? I'm, oh, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, they should have made yeah. that style. That, that would be awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, take away the game things because that's more for that Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, but oh, just yeah. like that style of something fast. Yeah, and that'd furious. be awesome. Like, and, like the whole point of Jim <laughs> was that like this was her secret identity. They were like, superheroes she, basically. Yeah. That was the big deal. The hologram portion was that nobody her could find out that she persona. was. Was now, what did they the actually do? I, they were a band, but, but she had a real job. Oh, she was, yeah. But she that's was, all they did is play music? Well, then the well, other... No, but she fought crime. See, okay, look. Oh, there's her true identity. Okay. But then, see, the when she's all rock starred out, that's just holographic. <laughs> it's like they just took away... It's Rarely like one of those different. Uh, paper doll things. Like they just put the different wig on her. And Two rival bands, the Misfits yeah, and the Misfits. Singers. Yeah. So, wait, she did fight crime? Yes. I didn't know that. You know, I mean, she was basically, I mean, she was. Because if she didn't fight f- crime, that movie might make sense. If it was just a, some girl, but that's not interesting. To yeah, me. I mean, it was sort of like Scooby-Doo, but like all girl and yeah. glam rock, <laughs> so to speak. 
Hey, we and, got a show tonight. In the meantime, whoa, let's go solve a crime. What's, what, oh, something's wrong with the venue. Oh, I don't know. There's a lot of but theft they going on or whatever. But holograms to hide their identity. Yeah, there was a machine or oh, something. Oh, there was actual holograms. Yes. Yeah, like they... Oh. That, it's not just a clever name. Yeah, oh. They don't wear costumes. Like, they don't change yeah. costumes. It's like the hologram makes them look that way. Right. Like, uh, oh, like oh, a Tupac uh, holograph. The help of a holographic computer known as Synergy. Yeah, I knew it had some name or something. Yeah. And I think, uh, what's... And then she had to like keep the two identities separate. And then she had a boyfriend, but the boyfriend only knew one of the identities and couldn't know the other one. And wait, did the boyfriend fall in love with Jim and not Jerrica? And I that think broke so. Jerrica's heart. I think that she had to be Jim to be was. with him. I think it was. But anyway. And so the fact that the movie has none nothing, of those aspects. It literally is a name. The only reference it has is that she has like the little pink like, like it's, thing on her eye and it's called Jim. If they the Transformers and actually had no Transformers, just like dudes in cars the whole time. Yeah. Like if it was Transformers. Fast and the Furious. Yeah, if it was Fast and the Furious <laughs> and they called it Transformers, you'd be like, where where's the transforming? What the hell happened? Well, that's what they did with Jim. Although where are you, the holograms? Who are the goddamn holograms? You, know what you, you can't can just do? call your backup singers holograms. Speaking of like you know like eighties like you know in a similar it is, thing, but it's not. You, you ought, you ought <laughs> just their take... real name. They have a name. They're the Stingers. Oh, they're called the Singers. Oh, the Stingers. Oh, I thought that was a rival band. No, wait, wait, wait. It yeah, is. It is. It is. Never bands. mind. Yeah, I think they also took on the name fine. Jim and the holograms. Yeah, fine, fine. Jim's group, yeah, the holograms. Yeah, as a group, they're the holograms because the hologram like makes but them they look have like that, a and they holographic play holographic computer. <laughs> yes, called Synergy. It's not just a clever name. What a great way to hide the it's hide like, the technology is to just put it in the name. No one will suspect it. Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. would work if it's like, basically if, just colored floodlights. If you took the Fast and the Furious <laughs> series and instead of calling it Fast and the Fur- Furious, you called it Mask, like the old cartoon. That would Mask. almost work. They had the, the they had the illusion as the ultimate weapon. It was I all don't know ve- that Jeez, I don't remember. They that. all were regular vehicles, but then like they would do like amazing that must things have been with from, them. Like the early. No, wow. no, same fucking time frame. Because I, I around the same time, you'd watch Jim, you'd watch Mask, you'd watch Masters of the no, Universe, Transformers, and Thundercats. We cuss a lot more when we're talking about old cartoons. Yeah, because we're old, and now it's cool. It's cool to like talk about old cartoons and cuss. Because back then, you get your mouth slapped. So well, here's the thing with Mask. I do remember this intro, but every time it came on, I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> Mascot, they had awesome vehicles and shit because, like, you know, it'd be a motorcycle, but it's the back would split up and become a helicopter. And uh, the cool thing about Mask was, like, you, the G.I. Joes would fit in their vehicles, too. So you could, like, you know, mix and match. So you're like, I'm home on leave. Where's my T-Bird? Exactly. <laughs> and honestly, all, everything we're seeing now, that's like the new Fast and the Furious yeah. bullshit that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't wear masks. I haven't seen Fast and Furious in a long time. It's gonna be hard to drive like that with a mask on for real. Well, no, it's like, you know, super awesome. Why is this little kid driving like a, the <laughs> poor man's R2D2? Think about it. Every 80s cartoon usually has some kid in some form or fashion that gets the one the kid relates to, wishing that they were like sharing the adventures of Mask or the Transformers or Dino Saucers. Wow. Etc. What's a Dino Saucer? Whoa! Play the intro right now because I'm gonna rock out to that fucking dino shit. Dino Saucers? Dino Saucers. It's fucking awesome, is what it is. Oh my god, seriously? Yes, listen, this theme song is badass. Ordinary teenagers. Until one day, we met the new friends from out of town. Yeah, way out of town. Out of town. <laughs> they were called Dinosaurs. Oh, that's stupid. My friends and I became the secret scouts. Listen to the music in the background. Allies to these dinosaurs from outer space. It's awesome. Oh, they got rings like planeteers. Before the planeteers. And the evil tyrannos. The dinosaurs are leaving, Bossasaurus. <laughs> well, follow them. <laughs> uh, 
This was late 80s, though, I want to say, because it came on before <laughs> Bucky O'Hare. What's Bucky O'Hare? You got to play that one, too, because that intro is badass. I remember that game. Wait, so how do you know if if you want to root for the good dinosaurs, how do you know which ones are the good ones and which ones are the evil ones? Because you just got to watch the show and you know. Because <laughs> the good ones are all like, hey, we need to be nice and all that. And the bad ones are like, we got to stop them, bossosaur. I bet I, I might still know the lyrics of this. Turn it up. Another dimension, another time and place. Gotta hear the. I used to know all the words of this. There's something about a funky, fresh rabbit. The game was good. I wish everyone could see the face I'm making right now. <laughs> Put it on the Twitter account. <laughs> if your righteous indignation has taken a hit, you get the funky fresh rabbit. Wait, no, it's the next one. It's coming up. And you're having a fit. You get the funky fresh rabbit that can take care of it. Bucky. Get them Bucky O'Hare. Bucky. Bitch. Let's croak us some toads. What and that guy's doing now. And uh, the cool thing is, like, is I had enlarged? every single toy in that toy line. Oh, wow. Why? There was, it wasn't that big. It was awesome, though. <laughs> they had, like, Bucky. They had Toad Borg. They had, uh, I forget the duck's name, but the duck had six arms, and he was, like, badass because he could, like, shoot every direction or whatever. Six things at once. And they had the vehicle. It was, it, was, it was a cool show, and the toy line was great. Never saw the show, played the hell out of the game. Yeah, the game was pretty fun, like yeah. really no cool. Idea. Big sprites and yeah. good memories. No, but I would come home, and in fact, because uh, Dinosaurs would come on, then Bucky O'Hare would come on, and then two episodes of Batman, the 1960s television series, would come on the Family Channel. That's how I know those two shows. <laughs> good stuff. Yep, yeah, anyway. Okay. Tangent over? Yep. So. All right, moving on. Oh, uh, yeah, Molly Ringwald. <laughs> Uh, we talked about her, uh, Anthony Michael Hall as the geek, of course, also The Breakfast Club, Weird Science, and recently The Dark Knight. I don't yeah. know if you remember him from that. No. Uh, he was like the television reporter. Right. That was talking with the dude that Batman threatened to kill or whatever. Okay. Or uh, no, they wanted to kill him and Batman saved him. Uh, Justin Henry was Mike. He was also in Kramer vs. Kramer. Nobody knows, cares about him anymore. Michael Schaffling was Jake. He was also in Mermaids. And the Disney film, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken, which was about horse diving. Oh, yes, I do remember Where the that. chick jumped, like, yeah, apparently yeah. it was big. I remember liking it, but now I don't know why. I thought it was dumb. Well. Even as a kid, I was like, this is 7. dumb. 7.2. I did have a crush on that See? chick, though, like, when I was a kid. Because, yeah, was it She's pretty. She was, she's kind of weird looking now. Somebody died, but I don't remember who. What? What do you mean? In that movie. Oh, she's in Burn Notice. Mm-hmm. No, she, no. Oh, she's she was, the hooker. She was the woman. horse diver. <laughs> and then, like, really? she had the dramatic scene where she hit the water with her eyes open. And that made her blind. Yes, uh, yes. And then she, okay. and then it was a dark and stormy night, and she's in the barn just feeling her horse up all night, so she knows when to grab the horse. And then she does the trick, the horse dive while she's fucking blind. Okay, I that is not the movie I like. I always get that movie confused with a Christian Slater movie, and he dies because he has a weird heart. And I like that movie. He has a weird heart. Yeah, and I always got it confused with Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken because he has <laughs> because a heart condition. But that's not <laughs> Untamed Heart. heart. Yeah. I did a Never search yeah. for heart. What? Really? No, it's a good one. Rosie <laughs> Perez is in it. Oh, no, 93. We can't do it on the podcast. Oh. I'm under no obligation to watch it. 
I do remember liking that one, but it's I always got it confused with all the hearts can't be broken. Yep. Not the same <laughs> totally, thing. Totally the other way. But anyway, uh, Getty Watanabe was Long Duck Dong, also in Gremlins 2, which was a really good sequel. Uh, for one of me and my wife's favorite movies, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And also, uh, he, I think he was, is it Ling in Mulan? He was the voice of Mulan. And he also replies, reprised that role in like the direct uh, video sequels for Mulan and uh, the Kingdom Hearts games as well. And also, John Cusack as Bryce, one of the Geeks' friends. Of course, Better Off Ted. Uh, Better Off Dead, excuse me. Not Better Off Ted. Not the television series, <laughs> which you should watch on YouTube, on Netflix because it's really funny. Unfortunately, uh, it got canceled. Yep. It's one of those, you know, the greatest shows seem to be, or some of the best shows are the yeah. ones that get canceled and you find them years later when there's like no hope of them ever coming back. Right. Usually. Uh, say anything. As we talked, As we talked about on the podcast before, Dragon Blade. Don't High see it. Fidelity. And the classic, the 90s action classic. Why do you Con put those Air. movies? He has good movies. Stop putting those on there. Are you saying Con Air is not a good movie? That's exactly what I'm saying. Get the fuck out. High Fidelity <laughs> is a good movie. He's in that. High Fidelity's all right. He was in Gross Point Blank. Yes, he was. That was a good movie. He was also in Identity, which is good the first time you watch it, but you if you watch it Dragon again, Blade, it sucks. Right? Oh, yeah. We already <laughs> said that one. Shut up. <laughs> Oh, the Raven. Uh, I yeah. didn't mind the Raven. 2012. Oh God. Ooh, Igor. Speaking, we liked Igor. Igor was good, but uh, speaking of what, uh, what was 2012 and yeah. San Andreas just came out, and mm-hmm. I just remember watching 2012 and just shaking my head as this airplane is flying, <laughs> outrunning an earthquake. I mean, taking off, outrunning right. an earthquake. But uh, and also another mm. veteran of the podcast, Jamie Gertz was Robin. Of course, she was in Lost, uh, Lost Boys, and also Twister. One of Daniel's favorite movies that he would always mention whenever we mentioned Jamie Gertz's name. Those are the only two movies I even know of her from. She's also in that television show with Robert Baratheon. Mm. We talked about it before oh, on oh, the Lost oh, Boys yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was near the bottom because oh, it's like what a tiny... What show was that? Jem- oh, she's yes, he's looking it up yeah. right now. Yeah, she was the Bill Paxton's... Yeah. Sec- she was the one he was um, with. Yeah, uh, she uh, still standing. Still standing, yeah. She was in a bunch of other stars married shows. to Robert Baratheon and their tumultuous relationship in modern day world. Mm. Yep. Oh yeah, she was in. Oh, wait, Seinfeld. click on Renegades. She was in Renegades. Is that the Kiefer Sutherland, Lou Diamond Phillips classic from 1989? It sure is. <laughs> She's in that. She dies. Spoiler. Oh, uh, that movie's awesome. That movie's come on USA all the time. That's how I know about that movie. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen the non-TV version of that movie. Three on IMDb. Okay, well, I'll watch that if you watch the Christian Slater no, no. heart exploding I've, I've, I've seen Renegades. <laughs> I don't need to see it again. I don't. It's not one of my favorites. I just remember it being played a lot. Fine. Because I liked Lou Diamond Phillips. Because when yeah, Labama, no, when Labamba came out, I was like, oh, this guy's a good actor. <laughs> and then he did Young Guns, which was great, one and two, and then he got cheated on. His wife left him from Melissa Etheridge, and he doesn't do much anymore, apparently. Oh, we did that movie, Bats. Yeah, his, Lou Diamond Phillips' wife is the one that left, she left him for Melissa Etheridge. She was like a producer, I think, or something, or she had something, you know, she was known for something, his wife. Uh, I don't know if they're still together, but. I don't think so. Oh, well, in that case, yeah. Who cares? But anyway, (laughs) wait, hold on, I just thought I saw, uh, I'm just trying to think of her name, but I don't remember. Anyway, his wife was, she was a pretty girl. But, you know, what was that movie where the dude got left for a woman? Oh, Rent. Where, uh, <laughs> you know, what's what's his name? Nice. Joanne. Julie Cipher? Yeah, that's it. That's her. Yeah. Recorded poster breakup. So I guess they did break up. Yes. Aw, I wonder if her and Lou rekindled that old flame. Probably after not. her lesbian stint. Mm-mm. 
You're right. But anyway, all right, Autumn, the floor is yours. As a kid, I remember this movie for two reasons. One is the shower scene, and the other is, you know, being a kid, you know, younger kid than not, not being high school when I saw this movie. But, you know, you have an idea of high school, like what it's going to be like, always related to Anthony Michael Hall, because not that I was a geek. I wasn't a geek. Because <laughs> you're a super nerd. But, you know, you kind of relate to the underdog. But that's the main thing. I remember the underwear scene where he holds it up in triumph. Always wanted that moment in high school or, you know, wherever I had a moment of triumph. Never had it. I was just a fucking like, nobody. <laughs> I mean, I watched these movies as a teenager. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's more indicative of, like, my mom's high school life. Yeah. Not mine. <laughs> well, honestly, I've never seen a movie that defines, like, what high school actually was, for me at least. You know, because we talked about it before on, like, the TV episode, like, Say by the Bell. Like, I always thought, oh, high school is going to be awesome. Get a locker. You know, I'll find a nerd friend. I'll be in love with the head cheerleader who's going to be be- the most beautiful woman on the planet. You didn't nah, know you were bo- the nerd friend? I wasn't the nerd friend. Because you know what the nerd friend got in trouble for recently? Stabbing some fucking dude in a bar, and he's in jail now, so... Doesn't sound that nerdy anymore. Yeah, because, you know, I guess I he took he it personally. off on, like, a misdemeanor. Oh, really? Like yeah. I thought he got... I remember it was in the news. I thought it yeah. said... Oh, oh, he's guilty, but it's oh, okay, a but he didn't get time or anything yeah. like that? Or... It's just a little stab. <laughs> just a little stab. That's what Diamond's a jackass. But, yeah, go on. Um, But, yeah, you know, they always came on, like, TBS and stuff, yeah. so... But you you were... Did you... You didn't watch this until you were, excuse me, a teenager. Right. Okay, I watched this... I remember it clearly. My babysitter, and we were being babysat, and then the babysitter rented a movie and brought it over, and it was 16 Candles. And the shower scene happened, and it was too late for her to, like, turn it off or cover our eyes. So and it was just like you were just made to promise to never tell your parents? Nope. You know, she just, I think she just didn't say anything. It just so, like, didn't make a yeah. big deal out of it, so uh, it wasn't... So you're like, oh, she just thinks I'm cool with this. She thinks my mom's with these boobs. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'd seen Airplane before, and there's full frontal in Airplane for like five seconds, but an Airplane's PG. But it's not like, it's not, it's not the, in Airplane, it's like comedy and like meant to be, you know, it's it's like, you blink, you miss it's it. funny boobs. Exactly. But in, boobs. in 16 Candles, it's shower scene, water glistening off those shiny, pearly <laughs> mountain. Oh, wait, I forgot. Dan, Daniel's not here. My wife's here. I can't say things like that in her presence. Yeah, I didn't like the shower scene at all. Yeah. You know what? You were the nerd friend. <laughs> oh, I wasn't. <laughs> I was the cool guy. Everyone says so. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who I was in high school. I was like Rudy from the Monster Squad. I thought I looked cool, but I really didn't. I don't get that reference. <laughs> Rudy, he he rides the BMX bike and he's got the biker jacket, and the sunglasses, the rolled up jeans. He sounds like a cool guy. No, he's not. Because he, he's, he's, you know, yeah, if he was on it, imagine Tom, imagine if Tom Cruise. Dude, Tom, I've never seen the movie. I just I, don't get the you, reference. No, bullshit. You have seen the Monster Squad because you watched it before. Did I fall asleep? I don't know. <laughs> but not before you had seen him because I'm sure you would have made fun of him for having rolled up jeans. No, but imagine if Tom Cruise and Top Gun rode a BMX bike instead of a motorcycle. I'd hit that. Okay, so, <laughs> well, you, you did years later. So, no, I meant Tom Cruise and Tom I know Gun. what you meant, but I'm saying that was kind of like the equivalent of what, how he thought he was cool. Like he dressed like he rode a motorcycle, but he rides a BMX bike. All right. And smokes cigarettes, because he's cool. Yeah, that's what cool kids that, do. No, they don't. But anyway, I saw this movie when my baser did brought it over in you know like '86, maybe somewhere around that time frame, and it was just like, whoa, this movie's pretty cool. I remember watching this with my bestie Amanda. Happy and birthday, Amanda. We're recording this on her birthday. <laughs> Not that she will ever listen to this. Never, ever. I don't <laughs> tell Thanks, my friends. friends about this. <laughs> Pre- 
Appreciate your support. <laughs> I tell no one. Um, I'm putting this shit on Facebook. <laughs> but yeah, the, the now we're both know. on the pill thing, we thought that was the funniest freaking thing in the whole world at 15 years old. Just so funny. Yep, I'm sure when I first saw this at six years old, I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> right over the head. But like, <laughs> no one's high school parties look like that. No. I mean, if you had a high school party that looked anything like something you've seen in a movie, let us know. <laughs> I want to go to Seriously. a I want to go to a high school party like in that movie. What was the '80s movie that was really bad with Venom, Topher Grace? Oh, uh, it was the Eddie Money song, "Take Me Home Tonight." Where you know it took place in the '80s and they had the ridiculous party oh, with like metal balls that they were putting people in and rolling them down the street. That movie was a piece of crap. I was so disappointed in that movie. It well, it had its parts. It's worth watching once. Ugh. The best part was when they're singing <laughs> straight out of Compton. I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> well, it's funny because it like once. they're singing it yeah. like on the way to the party, or they do the cocaine when they don't realize it's cocaine, and they're singing straight out of Compton, but they don't censor anything. And by, and by censoring, you're not talking about profanity. I'm talking about the other censoring. They're sitting oh, there yeah. singing all the, the parts that white people shouldn't sing in public <laughs> in a movie because you could get Michael Richards or whoever else says words like that. Tom Hanks' son, who just got in trouble for saying that. Nah. Kevin Hart. <laughs> He's allowed. Um, yeah, barely. <laughs> yeah, just but anyway, yeah. You know, I saw it like once as a kid. Like I said, I always remembered it because of that and... Uh, you know, and then kind of graduated from this movie to Weird Science because Kelly LeBrock. Oh, Jesus. But yeah. So, any other thoughts on this movie before we get um, to the other stuff? You know, what Jake you, I mean, had a nice car and like the ending was cute with the cake and the table and her parents finally apologized for forgetting it was her freaking birthday. Um, her sister, I think, is really funny. Yeah, she took like six muscle relaxers on her wedding day. I mean, it's you know, <laughs> and then like stripped down to her underwear to leave. I mean, watching it, you know, as a kid, I didn't get un- didn't like it as, at all. Except, of course, like I said, like I always remembered one particular thing about it. But uh, you know, watching it recently for the podcast, like you know, it's I mean, it's no Breakfast Club or Ferris Bueller or Weird Science, but it's it's a decent movie. I love it. I wouldn't watch it again, you know. But if we have a daughter or whatever, you know, I could see when she's of the appropriate age. Twenty two. Wow. <laughs> We're going to have that daughter that like goes into the world and gets culture shocked. Like, <laughs> That's I right. vow that will not That's happen. That's right. It's scary. Come back home. No, get the <laughs> fuck out. Dad didn't want you anyway. What? Your mother tricked me into having you get out of the house. You're a monster. You're a monster. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, but looking, like watching it now, revisiting it as we do on the podcast, of course, you know, it's... <laughs> not just a clever name. I've said that like in many episodes, <laughs> but you don't listen to any of the old ones, so no. you don't know. Because that's the point of the podcast. It's 80s Revisited, not 80s. Hey, let's watch a movie from the 80s and talk about it. It's Let's revisit these movies and see if they still hold up and talk about them. Hmm. You didn't get that from what we've done since you've been... Okay, just checking. <laughs> no, but it's, it's definitely worth watching if you haven't seen it in a while. But uh, I would not recommend it over some of the other John Hughes classics that we've done on the podcast and have yet to, to do on the podcast. You have to watch all of them. It's like collecting baseball cards you have to all of them yes you, you should have seen them at least once but you don't need to watch like you know i could watch the breakfast club and if the breakfast club was on tv and flipping channels i would leave it on ferris bueller was on the tv i'd leave it on baby's day out <laughs> yeah you do that one. No. you don't need to yeah you don't need to uh, that's gonna show you the writing stuff because 
Yeah. Don't click on it. It makes me <laughs> nauseous. I have PTSD. Yeah, I thought you said you wanted to see it. Oh, you just want to see his directing stuff? Well, that's a short list. Yeah. Really, Sue? I like that movie. We've done almost half of his directing. I like She's Having a Baby. I don't think I've never seen that one. Really? Mm-mm. It's super cute. Kevin Bacon's in it. Mm. Kevin yes, Bacon's also good. in like other movies that I'd rather watch. Uh, like who's this? Ali Sheedy or who's no. that? No. I don't know. I haven't seen the damn movie. It's just some bitch. <laughs> some bitch. Elizabeth McGovern. See? Okay. Just some bitch, like I said. Some bitch. What else was she in? Lots of stuff. Kick-ass? Who was she in Kick-ass? Look at her. She's super familiar looking. Probably a teacher I or don't. something. <laughs> I don't remember. Yep, recognize teacher. That. Oh, there you go. Nah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know who that is. Not sure. I have to see her, like, who, wait, Clash of the Titans go back down? Mar- I don't even know who that was in the fucking movie. Marmara. I don't know. Oops. Fuck it. But, yeah, anyway. Some behind-the-scenes stuff so we can oh. move yeah. this on. That was his mother. Oh. Okay. Okay. And kick-ass that. Uh, Molly Ringwald almost lost the part of Samantha to Ali Sheedy, her future co-star of The Breakfast Club. Wow. And too bad for Ali Sheedy because then she would have been, you know, could have been a teen queen. Queen queen? I don't okay. think she came out all right. Yeah, she She's still in stuff. Yeah, I mean, she did yeah. end up doing, like, you know, war games and other stuff, so... She had her own little run, but she's not like considered the '80s dream queen, which my ring ain't that special to me. But whatever. Uh, anyway, where was I? Uh, when my Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall first met, they did not get along at all. They were both 16 at the time they were actually filming this movie. Which it should be noted, this is a movie about high school where people are actually the appropriate age. Yeah. However, Long Dong Duck, uh, Long Duck Dong, whatever his name was, <laughs> he was 28 at the time of this movie. Wow. So, yeah. But uh, anyway, Ringwald and Hall, they didn't get along, so John Hughes took them shopping to a music store, and then as they were shopping, they realized they liked the same kind of music. music store? It was an actual... (laughs) uh, I'm glad you asked, Jesse. A music store was an actual building that existed in the real world, Mm. not on the internet, where you would actually go, and there would be, usually by genre, and then subdivided again by alphabetical order, would be these things known as compact discs, or cassettes. Compact discs are sort of like the records you see nowadays, but much smaller and easier to handle. And you don't have to flip them. Sounds inefficient. Yes, you're right. <laughs> Go back to records. But yeah, uh, and we also like to talk about uh, or bring up you know, who might have auditioned, who might have been thought of for a part, and how different that would have been. Uh, Jim Carrey auditioned for the role of the geek. Hmm. Obviously didn't get it. Uh, and strangely enough, Viggo Mortensen auditioned for the role of Jake. How weird. I must get the geek to Mordor. What are you talking about, Jake? <laughs> I must leave Arwen. That would have looked like a very odd couple at the end. Because Especially because Viggo Mortensen at that time would have been like 30 anyway, because that dude's like 60. No, what? Viggo is old. Look him up. He's like 60-something. I swear to God. Viggo Mortensen. 1958. What? Yeah. Old man Viggo. Yep. Told you, homeboy. No, it's not that old. No, but he's older than you old think. Old enough, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you wouldn't think he's that old. But, uh, yeah, and then also, 60. Laura Dern from Jurassic Park and Blue Velvet auditioned for the role of Samantha, but obviously, of course, didn't get it either. Uh, this is funny, or interesting, I should say, for 80s fashion, because the costume director begged Molly Ringwald not to wear the hat she wears in the beginning, where it's, like, not on her head, but, like, you know, like a yarmulke. It's not pulled over her head. It's, like, half on her head. You know what I'm talking about? No. You've seen the fucking movie. Couple times. Only a couple? Because you were like, I wonder if I've seen Candles. I love that movie. 
But anyway, like the hair, the, the hat, like not on your head, kind of half off, whatever. Uh-huh. But anyway, that became a huge like fashion thing that teenage girls started doing after the movie because of Molly Ringwald. Even though the costume director begged her not to, but she was at sixteen so cocky that she said, "No, I'm wearing a hat like this." Uh, she also be known that Sixteen Candles is her favorite movie that she ever made. Uh, said he was long dong, duck dong was twenty eight. Uh, this is pretty interesting. Samantha's room was actually a set. It wasn't a house. Uh, but it was built inside the same gym where they filmed the dance scene. Weird. So they did the dance scene, then built her room and filmed all that shit. Uh, let's see. Uh, the German title of the film, Das darf man nur aus in Waschensizer, translates to One May Only Do That as an Adult. Hmm. Hey, you want to go see One May Only Do That as an Adult? <laughs> da! Or what, no, what's da. yes in German? Is it da is Russian? Yes. And ich bin. German. <laughs> Not German. Ja. Ja. I was close. German is ja. I think it's Russian is da. Da, comrade. Ja. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But I just say ja. You're like, if I say ja, you know I'm instantly referring to the German, even though I'm mispronouncing it. Yeah. Just to make it clear what I'm saying, because of our thick southern yeah. drawls. Yeah. Anyway, Autumn. After watching this movie again, <laughs> after watching it recently for the first time since we've been together, at least that I've known. What did you? What would you? What kind of? What what type of score would you give it? Animal, mineral, vegetable, um, yeah, letter. I don't know. Color. I'm just not a conformist. I don't really want to rate it. That's fine. That's part of your charm. <laughs> no, you have to rate it somehow. Oh, God. Um, squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. It gets a squirrel. It gets a squirrel. In okay. German, that's. Eichhörnchen. That's, <laughs> that's like way too many letters. Why that, do you have that many H's and like why right next to each other? It's German. Much easier to say squirrel. Eichhörnchen. Squirrel. Squirrel. Anyways, why do I have these extra syllables? And why do they capitalize all the all the words? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's not a proper noun. His name's not squirrel. It's a squirrel. Well, maybe in Germany it's different. So everything's a proper noun. Yes. See, see. <laughs> Ein Eichhörnchen. Ein Eichhörnchen. Ein Eichhörnchen. Ein Eichhörnchen. That's a squirrel. I will remember that. No, I won't. <laughs> Never. But anyway, I'd give it a six. It's it was worth watching again, mm-hmm. especially you know, seeing well, it. We can many watch years it again Thursday. No, and we'll no, watch thanks. it again next Thursday too. No, it's all right. We have volleyball Thursday, so no. Uh, in the real world, of course, to remind you, if you didn't remember from the beginning of the podcast, it was released May fourth, nineteen eighty four. Four days later, the Chicago White Sox defeat the Milwaukee Brewers 7-6 in the longest game of Major League Baseball ever, 25 innings. A baseball game that lasted eight hours and six minutes. I would have killed myself. I definitely would have left. I would have just taken, gotten the biggest thing of Coke and just held my head in it until I died. Because as we stated before on the podcast, my own personal hell would be a never-ending baseball game. Because that shit is boring as fuck. Four innings. Why not four? Just do four innings. Have a tiebreaker at five. And like, if that was on the new like TV, if that was broadcast, like, at what point do they say, like, dude, we have to get paid. We have to turn this shit off and put on our regularly scheduled programming because we're going on eight hours of this bullshit. I mean, I'm sure it would be, you know, probably an hour. They probably a lot an hour maybe after scheduled time, and then they just not. They'd yeah, they just wouldn't show it. Because yeah. I, uh, I know, like, uh, for example, one of Agassi's. Andre Agassi's last tennis matches, I believe, it was at the U.S. Open, and it was a later match, and uh, but it 
because like, the match before went on like ridiculously long, and then his match was like a three-hour match, but they actually broadcast the whole thing, so it was kind of later at night, and they just didn't do the news pretty much. Or the news would do live breaks like during the commercials, like just like to say like you know we'll be on when the match is over, and then they never did the news because the match went on so long. But it was a kind of a so all match. those people went to work and then like just didn't. I'm sure they didn't the complain. Broadcast. They're just at work and they say, hey, just get paid for not doing a broadcast. Whatever. <laughs> that shit's hard work. They were probably pissed. If they already had their stories and shit done, probably yeah. like, they still would do them in the morning. I mean, they they would they would work it it's in not somehow. The same people. Sometimes it is. Some of those, especially like the crew. Yeah, some of those people work. They I do know. the ten o'clock and then they show up at three a.m. to do the five o'clock. Some people like will work like ten and then they work through the night preparing stories or whatever they need to do and then work the morning and then go home for the day. It's like different kind of. It's all, that industry is crazy. Like that ask Jason, sucks. he used to do it. Like uh, a lot of the morning anchors will come in around three. Well, yeah, I know. You know, like for that because but then, they weren't the ones there at ten. Yeah, but I mean, there also used to be. I mean, we're in a twenty-four hour news cycle now. Yeah, Even now, local, so. But our local, we have different crews. Yeah, I know they have different crews, but sometimes if somebody's like, if they know somebody's out or something, they're not gonna be there in the morning. They'll have them come in and work, you know, do the night news and then stay do the morning news and go home. It's not beyond the realm of possibility. It has happened. Are you in that industry? Send I, us an email at eighties revisited at gmail dot com. Com, 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 com. Your echo sucks. 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 I have an echo here. Somewhere. Ooh. Okay. Live from a cave. Yeah, there's a couple of codes there. There's some cool ones. But anyway, uh, back to the future this week. <laughs> I was going to talk about Mad Max, but we'll do that next week because this one's coming out. This w- Talk about Jurassic Park predictions oh. before the movie comes out. Otherwise, if you do it next week, it'll be after the movie comes out and won't be True. relevant. And then people will say, oh, you're just saying that because you saw the movie and you knew that would happen. Uh, but anyway, the new Jurassic Park will be coming out shortly by the time you listen to this. Uh, today is the first. It'll be coming out next week. So, looking forward to it. I'm looking at my wife and she's just staring at me <laughs> like I didn't ask her. Just ask her a question. Okay. So, I, I told you I get that earlier. a lot too. Um, I saw a trailer today where it looks like a giant dinosaur just reaches out and picks someone up as they're running away. Mm-hmm. Like, like. Like a primate would just pick up a person. Like mm-hmm. King Kong picked up that bitch. It was like, bitch. That's what the dinosaur did. Okay. Now, it cut off right there, so I don't know if the dinosaur, like, took a bite out of him, like Candy Bar Man, but... I'm sure he didn't want to love him and kill him, keep him and call him George. Just, like, reached out and picked him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, what's the problem? They don't have opposable thumbs! This is a genetic mutation <laughs> of a dinosaur. They gave him thumbs? Yeah. That, they didn't. Guess what, you know? Raptors can open fucking doors, and they don't have thumbs. Well, that's because they can only open the doors that have, like, the lever. Like, a toddler can open those before they can twist the doorknob. They can still open the... I c- Look, I don't have my... Th- I'm not using my thumb. I'm picking up my iPhone without a thumb. You used this knuckle, which is part of your thumb. No. Yes. I used... If this thumb... Look, I'm holding my thumb. You, you lovely listeners cannot see this. I'm picking it up. Didn't use my thumb. I'm just saying that's not something to be bitchy about. It is. Okay, you're allowed. For you to reach out, grab something, and pull it back in. Okay, let's talk about the real issue with the movie. They train raptors to work with them. (laughs) Watching a looking at a great image from the original with Barney chasing Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) (laughs) That's really awesome. More realistic than a dinosaur reaching out and picking someone up. 
Like King fucking Kong. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. Ugh, what is that? It's almost human dino. Mm-hmm. It's a re- that's what reptilians look like, our reptilian overlords. But our listeners can't see any of this, so... Yep. But anyway, my biggest... I think the trailer is awesome. Until it shows Chris Pratt riding a motorcycle with his raptor Are homies. Are talking about the first trailer? Yeah. yeah. Riding dirty with his raptors. That is absolutely trailer, ridiculous. I think they addressed that. They do. They had that scene like, no, I can teach... Like, they can train yeah. them. Bull... Because of everybody. Bullshit. <laughs> They've established in three movies that the raptors are fucking smarter than we are. Well, no, I think he said it was a respect thing. I still don't buy it. That's, yeah, no, that's what he says. Like, it's... Lizards don't respect... People or each other. The They're ra- lizards. The raptors are, would be smart enough to know that it doesn't matter. They're not going to like, like, we under, we see that we're kept here. Like, fuck you. They're not going to care. No. But anyway, I'll, the, it look, I'm, I'm excited for it. It looks great. Just that last scene of him riding the motorcycle, teaming up with the raptors to take on the Diabolosaurus or whatever the fuck it's going to be called is ridiculous. It's we're watching now. It's about control. Stand down. It's a relationship. Yeah. Don't you know who I am? I'm Star Lord. Based on respect. Relationship. No. Nope. No. No. Three raptors would yeah. fucking eat him. Oh, yeah. Even if they weren't hungry. They would just tear him up for fun. You gotta be able to relate to at least one of those I still can't things. believe she's fucking Ron Howard's daughter. She's so pretty. I know. She is really pretty. But uh, the one thing I love about this movie, like the trailer, is when they get they start showing the shit go to hell. Is that they have that? They do the Jurassic Park theme, but they do it with just that like piano yeah. note, like and it's it's scary, like like it's like, like Halloween. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Definitely excited for it. It's just I I'm sorry, they're teaming up with Raptors is dumb. It should be. And again, it's a science fiction movie, so that's fine. But it just saw those thumbs. She ate it. Yep, yep, there yeah. were, it looked like there was an opposable digit there. That's ridiculous. It's a genetically modified organism. You're a genetically it's a GMO. modified, you are. Yeah, okay. there's definitely a thumb there. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he. That, that thing can grab things. So, okay, that's explained. <laughs> and stupid. Not as stupid as training raptors. It's a respect thing. If I don't show them respect, they'll fucking eat you. Right. Bullshit. See, see, you saw him reach out and just pick him up? Yeah, with his thumb. But also, the thing's arms are like this. So, like, just run faster. Oh, no, they got those long arms. They're tracking implants. That one does. Out. How would it know to do that? Clever girl. Put it in. <laughs> That's odd. See? It's like in a tree. Oh, God. It reminds me of the end of the first one, how nobody hears the T-Rex coming to the building. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. Because that part is badass. You got 20,000 people. Ankylosaurus. You got no more boats. Yeah, that was definitely a grab right there. Picks them up and it has them a thumb. Yep, there's the thumb. <sighs> but anyway, still looking forward to it nonetheless, even with dinosaurs with thumbs and teaming up with raptors. I just I just hate that that's the money shot of the movie of the trailer is the raptors riding. Are you going frame by frame? <laughs> He's trying to show you. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I don't know who's hey, in that. Hey, was that Vincent D'Onofrio? The Kingpin's behind it all. <laughs> it's a Marvel movie. A Look at that. So stupid. God, that's stupid. Well, like, it it's Shia hey, LaBeouf swinging hey, with the monkeys exactly. all over again. B- bingo. <laughs> bingo. It's dumb. I'm sorry. I can't handle it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But again, when I'm watching the movie, I'm going to be fully immersed. I'm going to yeah, be having totally. a good time. I'm just picking at it. But... How do you how do you respectfully teach the raptors to fight with you against you a gigantic dinosaur? Don't, because they're lizards. 
talking about in the context of the film. Trying to train an iguana to follow you around and call you mama. It's not gonna work. Is that the same shot from when it eats the great white? Probably. <laughs> the same effect shot? Yeah, they shoot the same one. Oh, we, just in case you're wondering what we're watching, watching the official global, tra global trailer. Talking shit, even though we're all gonna be there June 12th. Or sometime very close to it. Checking it out. But anyway, also, I mean, we all you've seen all three of them, right, Jesse? The previous three? Or yes. You, you haven't seen the third? Or you've seen them all too, babe? I believe so. Okay, I mean, you like, I assume, yeah. what's your thoughts on them? I like the first one. Yeah. I mean, one, the first one. three, two. Yeah. I, I exact, two was so stupid. Yep. I hated, two was like incredibly disappointing. Which one had Taya Leone in it? The third one. Yeah, I didn't like that one either. You know, I'm not saying it was great because first of yeah, all, you're following up the first one. <laughs> you know, the first movie is still, yeah, it's still get chills. One like, way up there. Yeah, and then the other one. But this one might be, you know, hopefully aside from our nitpicking, hopefully be better than two or three. Yeah. Jurassic. Two was World. cool because you got they showed the fucking uh, Stegosaurus and you got to see some different stuff. And then three had the yeah. pterodactyls, which was pretty cool. But it's just they're back yeah. on the island and all that stuff. Or you know who else has pterodactyls? Near who? Pee Wee's Playhouse. That's true. <laughs> a much friendlier one than the Name one we Terry. just saw in this trailer. Terry the pterodactyl. Yeah, but also it should be noted too that the Jurassic Park novel is one of the few instances where I would agree that the book blows away them. As good as the movie is, mm -hmm. the book is better than the movie. And I, that's something rare that I would ever say because me and my wife have had arguments about how books and movies shouldn't be. You know, because books it's not are the same sport. movies don't stand a chance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, read Jaws and come back and tell me that. But I anyway. read Jurassic Park first. Good. It's a good book. I would love to reread it. But also, if you want to hear more about Jurassic Park, our good friends at Now vs. Nostalgia, who've been cranking out episodes since we've been in the process of moving, and you've been looking for your fix of nostalgia, not just in the 80s, but any time. They recently talked about Jurassic Park, and it's a you know one of those memory lane things. In fact, uh... This is one of my funny, the one of my favorite, like funniest things I remember as a kid was. Well, first thing about Jurassic Park we talked about. My friend Jason took me to see it. Like he's like, dude, let's see this movie Jurassic Park. I didn't know anything about it. Was it your first wow. date? Yeah, it was our first date. As a matter of fact, mm -hmm. and just did you get lucky? Yeah, we got real lucky. <laughs> uh, mind blown. Like this, this movie blew my mind because like you know, it's so rare today going into something without no knowing something about it. like yeah suicide squad we've already seen all the shit about it now they they've basically yeah batman's in it yeah. so no you know nothing surprising like you know and it's just like you know there's it's hard to get get away with that these days like there to be caught off guard by a film especially one like of that caliber and i was completely blown away by Jurassic Park but then uh when i saw it in the theater for the second time I went with my mom and you know, of course, we sat by each other because we're watching a movie, and she got she, every time she got scared, she'd grab her chair. But I have my arm there, and she, my mom—if you know my mom—she has fucking fingernails, like '80s style, Delta Burke finger, long Southern Dolly Parton fingernails. And I literally had claw marks on my arm from my mother. But the, but even more memorable, sitting directly behind us was an overly large black guy, but he was he was so scared. <laughs> but and he would just say he would he was cheering with you know he was into the movie but in a, he wasn't disturbing but it was just hilarious he'd be like oh my god and he'd you know he, he was actually shocked but in the end when the T-Rex comes out he, he was like started clapping like yeah go T-Rex woohoo like he was like standing up cheering <laughs> and just like it was so funny but uh I mean like it was just such a good movie especially at the time in fact I remember getting the model kits from Walmart 
and like I had the raptor and the tyrannosaurus. Wow. You had so. way too many toys growing up. Fuck yeah. Because that, that, it's called a childhood. I'm sorry. Again, we've talked. You didn't have one. You know, in fact, baby, did you watch Jim as a kid? Because we we'll go on eBay when we get home and get you some Jim dolls. I and don't you can want play. any. See, I try to give you a childhood. I want grown-up to... things. Yeah, like wine and <laughs> sleep. Yes. <laughs> so but, sad. But anyway, go check out Jurassic Park. Let us know what you think. 80 gmail.com And check out the Now vs. Nostalgia episode. It's really good. And I got some other stuff, too. They recently talked about Legend, too. One of my favorite films. What did they say about it? You'll have to listen to it to find out. Respect. <laughs> John and James. Uh, don't forget, you can Come email us. Jacket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> still, still here. Uh, you can email us at any time with any thoughts, complaints, death threats, 80srevisit at gmail.com. Awesome pods on Facebook, on the internet, on Twitter. Don't forget, there's also all the old episodes of Geekly Dose, Duo Attack, the Jesse Sedgley Podcast, Why Don't You Know This, Product City Report, and again, our friends at Now vs. Install, check out their stuff. And we have some ideas for other podcasts that we just haven't gotten around to, so hopefully, maybe time permits between... Now that you live so much closer. Exactly. It's easier to get over here. And, you know, you're, you're kind of done with principal photography. Check out the cover, uh, the cover, the trailer <laughs> for Jesse, for Sedgley Films' new film, Cover Me. Uh, SedgleyFilms.com, or is it yeah, on the YouTube channel? S-E-I-D-U-L-E. It's really hard to spell, though. But you could probably look up <laughs> Cover Me trailer, and it'll come up. I don't know. You, know. you can also check out, as well, our Days of Future Past video and see what I look like when I try to look like Wolverine and look like a badass, like I tried to do in high school. Yeah, you look up Cover Me trailer. It's the second one that comes up there. Sweet. Not the first one. We don't know what, who the yeah, hell those people are. I don't are. know what that nope. one is. Nope. But again, as I mentioned earlier, we got an email from one of our good friends of the podcast who's emailed before, our friend John from Riverside, California. Mm. And I've been there. Yes, we have. And we mentioned on the podcast well, on an episode again that you didn't listen to. <laughs> is this uh, the RoboCop guy? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I was trying to look that up earlier, but I couldn't remember. But he's emailed several times. John, if you're the editor guy, I'm sorry for not remembering that. <laughs> Uh, but he, uh, hello there. This is John from Riverside, listener that wrote you twice before. I just wanted to let you know I'm still listening. Thank you very much, my friend. We appreciate it. I've had issues with my phone the way I listen to my podcast. I do the same. Uh, I just finished both of the Crocodile Dundee podcasts and haven't watched those movies in a long time. I'll have to watch them again. Yeah, watch watch them again. Stay away from the third one. I'm <laughs> listening to the Rocky Three podcast now. Hell yeah, Trey, your wife is pretty funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> You should officially make her part of your podcast whenever she can join you guys. She puts a funny twist on your movie rambling. Your singing was classic too, by the way. Thank you, John. Uh, anyway, no. I just wanted to, you know, I'm still a listener and keep up the good podcasting. Your podcast listener, John Martinez. Thank you, John. Again, we always appreciate your feedback and everything. I hope your friend that introduced you to our podcast is also still listening. And yes, Jesse, it's official. Autumn is now an official member of 80s Revisited. I would hit the uh, Powers Unite. applause button like I used to have, but um, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, no more sound effects. Budget got slashed this yeah. season. <laughs> yeah, make a, uh, a donation to us. But also, uh, strength. At awesomepods.com. Funny enough, as we were eating our lunch, or excuse me, our dinner before we started recording, and we were talking about various things like Jesse Saw San Andreas. We were talking about other I things. I told you not to tell anybody. No, sorry. He didn't. We were just talking about it because the rock's in it. Uh, our friend Harry Dempsey posted on our page uh, two things relevant to the podcast in our discussion. Uh, but he posted that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is reported to produce and star in a remake of the very first film we ever did on the podcast, Big Trouble in Little China, which I recently saw at the theater again because the local theater plays classic movies. And it was awesome seeing it on the big screen. But anyway, as we were talking... Honestly, like, we know, if you listen to the podcast, you know how I don't 
support remakes. I don't. Most ninety nine percent of them are bad. There are some great ones, but they the bad ones far outweigh the good ones. <laughs> but in all honesty, one of the only people I would ever want if they were remaking it as they're talking about here, mm-hmm. Big Trouble in Little China, and Kurt Russell isn't in it. Fucking rock. Yeah. Perfect. I'm totally on board for that. Love the rock to death. You're not alone in that one. A lot of people, a lot of headlines saying it's going to be. Yeah. You know, I mean, if it's, it's true, match. like, I mean, of course, I mean, Kurt Russell isn't old enough to where he couldn't do it, but he seems very picky with his roles now. Like, he doesn't want to do. He's an much. artist now. I mean, I wouldn't say <laughs> he's that mentality, but I mean, like, he didn't get to do the Expendables because he didn't want to do a group piece. A group, uh, but a big group film or whatever. Why not? And they then, probably would have only used him for like a day. Of <laughs> no, he wanted to be one of the like main characters because like Kurt Russell's a fucking badass and well, still he's is. in Hateful Eight, which is a kind of a group piece. <laughs> yeah, Tarantino. Well, also he worked on him with Death Proof, so yeah, we want to work yeah. with him again. But uh, at the time is what the report purported to say. So Are they making a movie out of the Gulf oil thing? That's not what Hateful Eight is. What are you talking no, about? No, no, no. Go back. Right there, Deepwater Horizon filming. They're making a movie out of that. Sure. Oh, directed by what? Peter Berg. Fuck it, stay away from it. Stay. He directed Battleship and Lone Survivor. Yeah. Go away. Don't watch it. And Kurt Russell says, "Oh what? God." And Mar- oh, Mark Wahlberg. What are we gonna do, Kurt? The world's going everywhere. <laughs> and Kate Hudson. It's got a good cast, but I mean, what Why? is that movie gonna be about? Why? It's gonna be like fucking Lone Survivor on an oil rig. Because remember, like, I think like four people died. Yeah. They're gonna, they're all. It's all gonna be about the four guys that died, and it's gonna be like, baby, I love you. And I'll hey. see you soon. <laughs> I'm gonna find out who's behind this. <laughs> Not disrespect anybody that lost their life in that incident, no. but that is. Why would you make a that movie a about that? Stupid idea for a movie. I'm sorry. There's. Comes That's out the dumb. day after my birthday. Ooh, sounds like a good birthday. Oh, present. hell yeah. We'll get wasted <laughs> and go see it. But anyway, what were we talking about with Kurt Russell? Oh, the Big Trump Little China. The same guy who wrote uh, World War Z screenplay. <laughs> Which, <laughs> let's not talk he about that He obviously didn't read the book before he wrote that screenplay. I know, I know. For real. Like the book, getting, if you, uh, talking about books better than movies, another good example, World War Z. No, not all of them. Again, Jaws. <laughs> go read Jaws and try to tell me if that book's better than the movie. It's not. Uh, but also, uh, Harry Post two, two hours ago, right before we started actually recording today. Also, it's been too damn long since the revisit episode. You've already hurt me bad enough from Duo Attack and Giggly Dose because that's how we kind of found us from our, the other podcast on the Awesome Podcast Network. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they just stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not going to happen. We will let you know far in advance. Far in advance, not to get your hopes up. But we're glad you're still listening. Thanks for the update because I did see a blurb like uh, earlier in the week or maybe last week that there was talk about a remake. Mm-hmm. Or they were interested, a rumor, or whatever. Nothing to do with The Rock. I mean, honestly, either Rock. If it's not The Rock or Kurt Russell, the only other person I'd be happy with would be Nicolas Cage. Because I hate you. He's the greatest actor of all time. You're so. He's no. a, he, Oscar winner. Even, it's Nicolas not even Cage. like an arguable thing. Like uh, you're you right just, because it should happen. Oh God! You just say it's these all things the reflexes. Just because you know how hilariously wrong you are. No, because <laughs> I would like to see every movie remade with Nicolas Cage, especially since he's a, a real-life vampire and has lived for hundreds of years according yeah. to the internet. You should but, go visit his uh, tomb. Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's in the same cemetery as Marie Laveau's. We've actually been speaking of that, Jesse. We're talking about, well, we're talking about going to New Orleans, like maybe not for a weekend. Can but you like, not invite all six <laughs> people that listen to this podcast? You can talk about this off the air. <laughs> No, because now you made such a big deal about it. <laughs> I gotta finish my thought. Yeah. Oh God. Now no, we gotta invite all of our listeners to have a yeah, '80s convention. People. Anybody is near <laughs> the Baton Rouge area? New Orleans. 
and we're going to going to go to New Orleans because there's uh, we just watched the uh, layover with Anthony Bourdain where he talked about some of the bars we haven't visited New Orleans before uh, with some unique uh, aperitifs and such to try, but also to like kind of do like check out that cemetery with Marie Laveau's tomb and. Nicholas Nicholas Cage's gigantic pyramid (laughs) where he will be laid to rest one day. Sad day. That hasn't been foreclosed on yet? No. (laughs) And also, uh, they recently opened a a museum of death in New Orleans, which I wanted to go check out. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. Sounds like a fun weekend. Totally. Just like that time we went to L.A. that time. We went to all the cemeteries. Hey, but those cemeteries are crazy. Yeah, they're really cool. We saw Dio's grave. Did you go to the Transformers Cemetery? (laughs) The junkyard? We actually did. Well, no. Junkyard Bruce. uh, uh, Optimus Prime is standing in a graveyard. That's what oh. I remember from. Yeah. I barely remember. Anything. <laughs> I don't even remember There's that. an actual junkyard where they have one of the remaining uh, Bruce dummies from Jaws. We went and half oh. right. It's one of what? the no. It's the last shark that was molded from the actual original cast of the shark from Jaws. Yeah. And it was on. It was the shark that would hang in Universal Studios upside down for your pictures to be taken with. It's not the same shark. Yes, it is. Yeah, but that's it, the scene I remember. It. Probably was one around there. Probably, we yeah, yeah. Because in that. fact, one of the what the cemetery where Michael Jackson's buried is right next to Universal Studios. Yeah. So they probably walked over there and because Universal has a Transformers ride and all that shit, so it would not mm. be beyond the realm of possibility. No, but uh, what were you saying? Um, the shark at the junkyard. Oh yeah, uh, that shark was made because when they made the Jaws ride, they still had the you know the mold of yeah the foam part of the original Bruce. So they made the shark that's hanging, and if you look at it and on our Facebook, on my Facebook, I post the pictures where we did it from our trip. But uh, I'll try to remember to post one to the awesome podcast page. But when you look at it, you can tell it looks exactly like the shark from Jaws 1. Yeah. Not like some other crappy thing like the other sequels where it didn't look the same. Not that It wasn't the same shark anyway, but regardless, yeah. you can tell that looks just like the shark from... It's easily identifiable, I should say. But yeah, it's a. It was thrown away by Universal. It ended up in the junkyard. They put it up in a tree, mm-hmm. so you can go to that junkyard right out in uh, right outside of the main city of Los Angeles and see Bruce, the last surviving descendant of Bruce. I guess I should should say. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But next week, everybody, another classic from all, chosen by Autumn, Pretty in Pink. Uh-huh. And we'll be back next week to chat about another Molly Ringwald Brat Pack classic so until then everybody i am trey harris autumn harris jesse said cowabunga On Facebook.com slash AwesomePods. And follow us on Twitter at AwesomePods.